Welcome to the Simplified Organization Show, where real moms chat about real life, managing all that there is, and prioritizing our people over our projects. We want to banish overwhelm, fulfill our responsibilities, and stay cheerful while we do it, because it is a good work that God's called us to. I'm your host, Misty Winkler, a second-generation homeschooling mom of five. I write and podcast at simplyconvivial.com and am the author of the book, The Convivial Homeschool, Gospel Encouragement for Keeping Your Sanity While Living and Learning Alongside Your Kids. And today I'm joined by Amy Roberts. Amy Roberts of RaisingArrows.net began homeschooling nearly two decades ago when her oldest child was four. As a mom of 10 and a devoted follower of Christ, she offers practical homeschooling and homemaking advice and encouragement to other large family moms through her blog, her podcast, and her YouTube channel. So welcome, Amy. Hi, thanks for having me, Misty. So homeschooling, but you have a graduate, don't you? I have two graduates. graduates. Yes. That's my my oldest. Yeah, my oldest is 24 and getting married at the min- end of the month. Oh, and, that's exciting. Yeah, something new, new season for us. <laughs> and then I have a 21-year-old who's currently um, in college for American Sign Language Interpreting. Oh, cool. Yeah. Very fun. So then how many are you homeschooling now? I have seven in our homeschool, um, ages 17 down to five. That's like all the grades. Yes, pretty much. (laughs) It's like every other one. (laughs) So I'm sure as you're homeschooling all the grades and, you know, they're the things like feeding people and all of that, you know, you make a plan and then it just happens, right? Just exactly the way you plan. Yeah. Yeah. Like a well-oiled machine. No, actually not. Um, (laughs) I do have a routine though. I do have a routine that, you know, goes in order and it, it does run fairly smoothly, but I mean, people are people, kids are kids and things happen. And because I have a routine though, I at least know where I am in the day and I can plug back in and, you know, keep trucking along. So what, what are the important pieces of your routine that help there? So um, when I get up in the morning, there's some things that I typically always do. I make a pot of coffee. I make a pitcher of tea. You know, I make sure that there's food for breakfast. I'm getting people up. They have their morning chores that they do. And I have the things that I typically do, like making my bed and things along those lines. They're just really simple, though. It's not a big, elaborate plan. It's maybe like three things and then we can move on. I almost always start our homeschool around 10 o'clock, bring everybody in, call everybody to the table. Our homeschool morning time follows a certain routine. You know, it's this, then this, then this, and that's a pretty typical day. They go do their independent work about that time. It's lunch. And, you know, and then it just, it kind of goes from there until evening time when we have our evening routine and it's, it's very simplistic because if it wasn't simple, I couldn't follow it. <laughs> so I just keep it very easy going. I need a lot of margin built into my day because of having so many people to take care of. And so I make sure that I'm not just trying to cram my day full. Plus I am the type of person who needs a lot of calm <laughs> and, and with a lot of kids, you don't like naturally get a lot of calm, but if you build in 
this margin, you know, this white space to your day, then you can find that calm in between the crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's really important to remember that our job is, you know, parenting people. And that's not like the kind of job you can really schedule out. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. (laughs) So what would you say to the mom who feels like um, she can't really ever stick to her plan? Like she makes a plan and she feels like it's her problem for not being able to follow through with it or make it work. My thoughts on that is that you're probably trying to implement somebody else's plan Mm. and it's not yours. (laughs) I have done that before. That's how I know. I have tried to make other people's plans, things I found on the internet, friends that I had who were very, very different from me with very, very different circumstances. So it might be somebody who has way less children than I do. Their plan's not going to work for me. Or it might be somebody who is very scheduled and likes that rigid, tight schedule all day long. That's not me either. It's also not who I married. And so I have to, you know, take into account that my husband is not their husband. And so I have to, you know, realize that he's a very spontaneous person and I've had to adjust our routine. It's got to be way less scheduled because he's not a scheduled person. And so I've had to really embrace the fact that every single family out there is unique and has a unique identity in Christ and a unique path that they are following. And you have to really honor and respect who you are as a family unit and who you are as a mom and who you married and who each of your children are and find what works for you because somebody else's plan, you might be able to use parts and pieces of it and build something from there. So I think it's great that we talk about these things, but to actually try to implement somebody else's plan in my life is probably going to fail miserably. And then I'm going to think it's my fault and I'm going to feel guilty about it. And, you know, years and years ago, there were lots and lots of different homeschool mom plans out there that you would go to a homeschool conference. And that's what everybody was talking about. And I bet I tried every single one and they were horrible. They did not work for me. They were probably great plans for the nice lady who wrote the book, but they were not great plans for me. And it took me a lot of years to accept that it's okay that their plan didn't work for me and that I could find a routine that worked very well for our family. Yeah. That's such a good reminder that it does matter, like that our husbands matter in our planning <laughs> and, yeah. and that makes a difference. Um, yes. Yeah. We it does very it. much so because it, I, yeah, I could literally bang my head against the wall trying to fight him on who he is and how he likes to do things. And that's no use either to anybody. So the more we meld and adapt to each other and work on something that works for both of us. So like, for instance, when he is home, our routine is way more loosey goosey. When he is gone, I really tighten things up and the structure gets a lot tighter and that works for me. And it also works for when he's here and we just kind of go back and forth and it works really well for us, but I don't think it would work for anybody else out there, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but you can, I mean, but again, the same basic structure you can learn from somebody else and then try to make it work for your family in a unique way. 
Yeah. Yeah. Paying attention to what does work and yeah. what doesn't work and figuring out, you know, just really paying attention and yeah. willing to adapt the plan yes. rather than trying to change the people. <laughs> yeah. Right. That is a waste of time. <laughs> and then I also think, you know, the plan that works, there are different seasons or points at which our plans that worked at one point might not even work at a different, when we're in a different place right. in our life. Or like you mentioned, yeah. there are even like times when your husband's there, when he's not there, like things change. It's not like we're looking for the one perfect plan that's going to always right. work forever and all time. Yeah. And I think I had that misconception early on in my homeschooling, homemaking years where I thought there was this one plan. And when I arrived, I would have it all figured out and it would never change. And then I got to the place where I realized, no, it changes all the time. I'm constantly having to reassess and reevaluate where we are. And I remember there was um, another blogger one time who said something to me about, oh, you're always changing your cleaning schedule. And I was like, that's because the kids get older and I have another one and you know things change in my life. My life is constantly changing. So yes, my cleaning schedule has to change. Now it's been fairly similar for the last several years now because things have kind of regulated out. But as kids are leaving my house, that's changing the dynamic again. So it's, it is an evolving, <laughs> I don't know, whatever it is, it's just an evolving schedule all the time. And I have to really pay attention. Mm-hmm. Well, you mentioned before we started recording too, that you've moved a lot and lived in different houses and even the different houses that we live in change. I remember when we moved from one house that just had 800 square feet on the main level and bedrooms upstairs, but it it was a really efficient little kitchen, but it was a little kitchen. Like I could stand with a rag and just like mop it in two minutes by hand. And then we moved to a different house where, you know, more was on the main level and more was open. And I feel like, why can't I get the floor cleaned up before people get like, I was always sweeping while people were arriving to yes. come over. <laughs> and so I timed it. I was like, oh, it takes a full 15 minutes to sweep. Whereas before it took like two or three. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that is true. I mean, the, the layout of the different homes has changed and I've had to adjust to that. And, and then the kids ages and who can help and who can't help. And it's just who's underfoot and you know, how much time is it going to take? I have now landed now that they're a little older, I've been able to land on a once a week cleaning, but there were many years in there where there was no way I could have gotten the whole house clean in one day. There were just too many little people and not enough hands to help. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, it is, there are a lot of circumstances and dynamics you have to take into account and, and it behooves us as homemakers and homeschool moms to really learn to pay attention and to work at home you know, a lot of times we're trying to find the easiest way, the fastest way, the way out of all of this. <laughs> and if we would, you know, just kind of focus on working at home, as the scripture says, mm-hmm. we would, I think, find that routine and make peace with the job at hand. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Guilty. <laughs> like looking for the easy way out to make it just all stay. Right, right. I'm going to buy that latest product that says it's going to do that thing for me. Uh, No, you still have to work. 
<laughs> Thank you for joining me for this episode of the Simplified Organizations Show. Amy is so right that we need to each find and adapt a plan that works for us. And that plan will also change. So we just need to be paying attention and making changes as needed and not trying to cut and paste someone else's plan into our lives. I have a five part workshop available for free that will help you figure out how to plan and organize and manage your life right now. You can find the link below or go to simplyconvivial.com slash plan. That's simplyconvivial.com slash plan to watch the workshop that will walk you through how to pay attention and what to pay attention to as you create your own personal plan. And be sure to stay tuned for part two of my conversation with Amy, where she shares some of the things that have worked for her and tips and ideas for making your own plan as well. You don't want to miss part two of my conversation with Amy Roberts. And remember, repent, rejoice, repeat, always. <laughs> <laughs>